All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Looking for four in a row, but all the Oilers need is one point to clinch a playoff spot. Big game on a Saturday night. Let's get into it with the lead. We are live on the Oilers Nation YouTube. It's a Saturday edition of Oilers Nation Every Day coming to you from the Sports Closet Studio. Check them out online, sportscloset.ca. Get geared up for the playoffs. Also, they got some of this new Michelin Ness gear. I stopped by the other day and uh, picked some of this up. Very sharp looking stuff. I got a cool hat back there as well. This hoodie that looks like it's a hoodie with another shirt underneath it. Very neat stuff they're doing with Mitchell and Ness. You can get all that gear at Sports Closet or online at sportscloset.ca. Tristan is the first comment on the Oilers Nation YouTube. He says, let's go. I'm hoping for some big hits, but most importantly, some points for the Nuge. He also adds that Anaheim sucks, and I would agree with that. Anaheim does suck. Eight o'clock puck drop tonight. It is a Sherwood Ford giant game day edition of the show brought to you by Sherwood Ford and their fantastic mobile service department or if you drop your vehicle off, they got like 51 service bays. Boom, you're in. Boom, you're out. Check them out, SherwoodFord.ca. It is a Sherwood Ford giant game day. Even when it's not, I shouldn't even say that. Liam's always around. Liam's here for every show. He doesn't miss nothing. And uh, today he joins us from Calgary in a spare bedroom mm-hmm. of sorts. Liam, how are you? I'm good. I'm on my. I'm on the road right now, like you said, in my makeshift studio of just mm-hmm. simply just a bedroom. And I like what you said off the top there, Tyler, where the Oilers need one point to clinch tonight. And we said it before we started, but I'm glad Winnipeg won last night so that the Oilers can just get it done on their own tonight and just 
head into the postseason. It'll be it'll be a good night for Clinchmas, a good Saturday night. It would be. It would send uh, the city into a nice Saturday. The pint will be mm. rocking and all that stuff. Uh, the Ducks are terrible. Dead last in the Pacific. 23-42 and 10 on the year. They've lost six in a row. Just two wins in their last 10. There is a lot to like about this matchup, obviously. Granted, the Ducks have beaten the Oilers once this year. But in their most recent meeting, it was the Oilers kind of... Giving it to him pretty hard. Oh, look, it's 12 oh, 12 oh, 5, and Jay's finally shown up. Uh, let's look at uh, the head to head here between these two. The Oilers are better offensively, they're better defensively, they're better on the power play, they're better on the penalty kill. They are all around a better hockey club. There is no reason why the Oilers should not show up and win this hockey game. And I know a lot of you will be sitting there going, Whoa, 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 whoa. The Oilers always lose to bad teams. You can't take anyone lightly. And I agree, there are no easy nights in the NHL. But Liam, we talked about this yesterday on Oilers Nation Radio. The Oilers actually aren't bad against bad teams. That's just something we've kind of made up as a fan base this year. It, it truly is. I, I went through and locked, and yeah, we spoke about it on ONR yesterday. The Oilers are 13-4-2 against bad teams this season. So that's not teams like um, like Winnipeg and Nashville, those kind of teams who are pushing for playoffs. That's Arizona, Anaheim, San Jose, Vancouver. I think Ottawa was one of them, Montreal, and whoever the other bad team is, and I think it was seven. So They've done very well against these teams. And, you know, obviously there's some games we've seen them recently where they've managed to scrape out a win and in overtime like they did against San Jose and also Arizona. But as a pitcher as a whole, like the Oilers have been mm-hmm. rock solid against these teams. Yeah, 13-4-1. Um, like, that's not a bad record at all. It is also just a great sports day today. It's that time of year. Mm-hmm. It's basically right now. And October are the best two times to be a sports fan. I got Blue Jays baseball on. That'll lead into a big night of NHL hockey. Uh, But let's dial things into the Oilers and welcome in Jay, who's finally around. Uh, Jay, big matchup tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. But first, your reaction to the story we broke on OilersNation.com that Connor McDavid's been suspended for six games. Devastating loss for us. Um, (laughs) Very unfortunate. Um, DOPS, I think, has got it wrong. Um, but whatever, some load management for Connor going into playoffs, I guess. If you uh, have someone in your life who is a little extra gullible on this specific day of the year, head to OilersNation.com and maybe text them a little link to uh, the story we have up right now. Cam Lewis. Oh, you mean with, it's not uh, real? Hey, I'm not I'm not saying either way. Mm. I'm not here to ruin any secrets, you know? <laughs> Interpret it how you want. <laughs> yeah, interpret it how you want. So uh, we will go amongst this show. Maybe the Oilers will have Connor McDavid tonight. Maybe they won't. There is one lineup change that we are expecting, though, of a bunch of people from the rink saying it's going to be Jack Campbell getting the start tonight. And I am honest. I don't understand this at all. Stuart Skinner is coming off a shutout. He woke up this morning and was named the NHL's Rookie of the Month for March. Last time he got a shutout, they sent him down to the minors. Tonight, with a chance to clinch the playoffs on home ice, coming off a shutout, why you would galaxy brain yourself into starting Jack Campbell for this hockey game is just flat out beyond me. I do not understand it. There are starts in the final whatever games of the year where you can give those to Jack Campbell. Tonight, again, it's a matchup against a Ducks team that is junk. I get it. Totally understand that. This is a game where if there weren't other circumstances in, I'd be like, yeah, sure, give it to Jack. But again, Saturday night, 
chance to clinch a playoff spot when Stuart Skinner's coming off a shutout. Why are you not going with Stu? Jay, am I totally wrong with this take? Uh, I, I'm not as like personally offended as you are. Um, like I get it. Like Skinner had such a good game. He got us the first shutout in 1400 years. Uh, and that's something to celebrate, but I don't know. Like we got a big game coming up with LA uh, early next week. So like, let's just kind of let Skinner just enjoy what he did. And I'm not offended that getting Campbell in, like it's important to get games here and there for him. And I do agree with you, Tyler, that there's a lot of easy games, uh, near the end of the, the 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 season here for us for for Jack to get in but I don't know I'm not that opposed to it I'm sure you know coach and 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 and, and Stu probably had a conversation about it and I'm sure he doesn't really care too much and that ultimately at the end of the day is all that matters to me is if if Skinner's fine with it then I'm fine with it so not uh not as big a deal uh, for me it's not that we need to get like Skinner going he's going Liam yeah uh, I'm kind of mixing it, to be honest. And as we were talking, I got the notification, funnily enough, that he was named Rookie of the Month. So I would have liked to have seen Skinner get it. And I understand, like, the game it is, and it's Anaheim and all that kind of stuff. But he did just get a shutout, and it is a big occasion for the team. I'm not that concerned. But one thing that does bother me a little bit is the others typically have to put a little bit more energy into games that Jack Campbell is playing. And then you have LA on Tuesday. Like, would it not have been maybe a bit easier to play Skinner? And maybe it's a bit more of a relaxed night for the offense. And you can get kind of roll lines a bit more. And then you go into LA and then you have the Anaheim spot right there again. So I'm not that concerned, but I was a little bit surprised that it was Jack Campbell. Yeah, like I'm not, I, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, they're going to lose. I am sitting here saying I'm betting the over tonight in light yep. of this news because it's probably a lock. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like this game isn't just any old matchup against a basement dweller. There's a bit on the line tonight. Uh, the Oilers have a couple of clinching scenarios today. But the one, like, again, even if they were to clinch because of a result earlier in the day, there's still something I think significant about Horn goes at home. You finish off a win and the clinch thing comes up on the screen. The crowd's making some noise. Like I would have liked to see Stuart Skinner get this, but at the same time, Jack Campbell is a win machine, right? Like he's got 19 <laughs> dubs on the season. So maybe Jay Woodcroft's looking in the win column and being like, ah, I can probably trust this guy to get us the two points. Uh, these are the clinching scenarios for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. They either need to get one point against the Anaheim Ducks or they need the Predators to lose to the Blues in any fashion. That game is actually happening right now as we take a look at the AMA Travel out-of-town scoreboard. The Preds are up to nothing on the Blues with 14 minutes to go in the second period. So the idea of them suddenly blowing that, the idea of them blowing that and not getting a win in any fashion or losing in any fashion, uh, I I think they're probably going to hold on there. This Preds team's actually playing some decent hockey. So that means uh, the Oilers are going to have to take care of business tonight if they want to clinch. I do think it would be back-to-back years they would have clinched on a Saturday night as well, which is just a random little thing. Uh, this is the rest of the out-of-town scoreboard we are watching tonight. The Kraken hosting the LA Kings. That is a huge matchup. The Wild in Vegas to take on Minnesota. There is something about the Oilers having a decent matchup tonight. And both the teams they're fighting with for top spot in the division having tougher spots on the schedule. The Seattle Kraken are a pesky team. Um, four, four, and two in their last 10, though, kind of slipping a little bit. The Minnesota Wild are red hot, seven, one, and two in their last 10. Vegas has lost back to back games. I, I think there's a legitimate chance we end tonight 
and move into April 2nd with the Oilers tied for first spot in the Pacific Division. They're just two points back of the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, it, it favors them. And I honestly love how all three of them are playing at the exact same time. That just feels like a nice little recipe for what such important games coming down the stretch here. But yeah, I mean, the others easily have the easiest matchup of them all out of the three. Like I can see Seattle winning that one against LA too, just because it's in Seattle. And then Minnesota, probably one of the best teams in the league right now, if not the best team in the NHL at the moment, right? Yeah, they've been just absolutely nails. They uh, they've been great again, like they lost cappers off and it was like, boy, are they even going to be able to hold on to their playoff spot? But they've looked really, really good. Um, I mean, hey, if Minnesota wins and the Oilers win, Edmonton would not only move into a tie for the top spot in the Pacific, it would be the top spot in the entire conference because Minnesota and the Oilers would both be at 99 points. So again, a lot on the line tonight as the Oilers take on the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Bacon Cow says, clinching tonight, Nuge gets to 100 points. McDavid pops home a hattie. I don't mind that prediction either. Um, And I guess we can move into our Sherwood Ford giant keys to victory for tonight's hockey game. Again, this is a Ducks team, Jay, that is not good on paper, has not been playing good on the ice as of late. My key to victory is just pedal to the floor. Like, don't take them easy. That is it. It's, it's that simple. Um, it, they're they're not a good team. Uh, who's starting for them? We got goalied last time we played them, right? Well, on home ice. Yeah, it was, it was two Dol- times Dol- ago Dostal. with Lucas yeah, Dostal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no starter so, named yet for the Anaheim Ducks. But yeah, exactly. Just pedal to the metal. To me, this night is about Nuge. Nuge, go get your go get your cookies, buddy. Let's go celebrate a century tonight. Let's clinch the, clinch the playoffs. Let's just have a nice big Saturday and just make every kind of game from from here on after not as big of a deal. Um, so yeah, the other thing also, but I'm, I'm going to get sidetracked here as you, as as you showed those standings, like like winning the conference is is up for grabs mm-hmm. here, and now it's like shit. Like, do we like now Winnipeg's in the mix of potential teams or Calgary's in the mix of potential teams that we might be playing in the first round, which is just wild. All all this is changing so fast. Yeah. um, The only like Minnesota is playing Vegas the next two games. So and do they have the game in hand? No, they have the same amount of games played as the Oilers. So it's just this really confusing thing right now where like if the Oilers are going to catch Vegas, they need Minnesota to start winning in those games. But then if the Oilers want to win the conference, they don't need Minnesota to win. Like it's really tough right now. I do think top spot in the Pacific is actually really realistic for this hockey team right now. Maybe top spot in the conference, just the way the wild they're rolling. And again, the fact you'll need them to get some wins down the stretch here, probably not as realistic. Um, Liam, do you have a giant key to victory for tonight's hockey game? Yeah, I just think just lock down the Anaheim Ducks. Like they don't have a ton of talent. So if you just play any kind of defense tonight, you should be able to contain them. They just did that to the LA Kings who have basically four lines of great forwards and they were able to Mm -hmm. shut them down for 60 minutes. I know they allowed 43 shots, but really how many of them were that great until the last two minutes of the game? Obviously a couple, but if you do something similar to that against Anaheim tonight, you should have no trouble scoring goals and then also have no trouble in picking the puck out of your neck. It probably won't happen very often. 
Yeah. Uh, the Ducks have been, again, really struggling. It's six straight losses for them coming at the hands of the Kraken, the Avs, the Blues, the Jets, the Flames, and the Canucks. Their last win, and really their only win over their last eight, nine games, came against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So they have been struggling. They've lost their last three games by a total of 10 goals as well, and they have been outshot in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight games. They've been outshot. They've allowed 40 plus shots in four of those games as well. Like they are bleeding chances like crazy. They're hanging John Gibson out to dry like he's kind of used to with his NHL career. Um, and they've just been getting flat out caved. They haven't gone over 25 scoring chances in a game, which is kind of like the benchmark for just being passable in an NHL game. They haven't gone over 25 scoring chances for in six straight games. Like I can keep going on and on and on with all these reasons why the Anaheim Ducks this is are scary though. It's I scary. Know. It's scary. I don't know why. This is just like prime example of us just like laying an egg tonight just because of all those reasons. <laughs> oh, I would certainly hope that Dry Saddle and McDavid are just like because again, they can probably do it themselves tonight. If those two are motivated enough, they'll get some power play opportunities. Like 97 and 29 very well could each have three points and the Oilers will win this game like 5-3, like whatever, it's over. Um, but we'll see. Let's take a look at how the Ducks are going to line up tonight, though, with our Sherwood Ford lineup report. The top line, our former friend Ryan Strom is centering that unit, which guys, Maxime Comtois on the left side, Frank Vetrano on the right side, Derek Grant with Brock McGinn and Jacob Silverberg, Mason McTavish with Max Jones and Brett Leeson. And the fourth line is Isaac Lundestrom with Nikita Nestorenko, Sam Carrick. The blue line for this team, oh boy, get ready for this. Cam Fowler with Scott Harrington, Nathan Beaulieu with Colton White, Simon Benoit with Kevin Shattenkirk. That is that is an American Hockey League blue line for the most part. It is not good. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of Doshdal or Gibson's going to get the start tonight. They've both been struggling as of late. In his last three appearances, John Gibson has a goals against average of 5.33. Uh, just, just overall not great. They are pretty banged up right now, but I think some of these guys have a chance of getting back in the lineup tonight. We'll know more when the Ducks eventually take to the ice, but they are missing Jamie Drysdale, Yurho Vakaninen, Adam Henrique, Anthony Stolarz, Troy Terry, and Trevor Zegras. Like that's like four of their that's that's their whole top line out of the lineup with Henrique, Terry and Zegris. I do think there's a chance they get some bodies back at some point here, but haven't heard anything official. So, again, like this is a Ducks team that wasn't good to begin with. And now they're so banged up. Like, I don't know, Liam, I feel like we could end the show now because I've just been <laughs> shitting on the Ducks for 10 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I think I remember most of the Ducks players from their World Junior experience more than what they've done in the NHL. But I, it's funny, isn't it? Like when the Oilers got to the end of the season when they were bad, it was the injury list was so long of really good players. Like you don't want to see them get hurt again and just kind of put yeah. it through. But yeah, for Anaheim, I mean, it's going to be, you look at that lineup and they're probably thinking like, how quickly can the plane get out of here once they get onto the ice? <laughs> like it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. And I think we spoke, we spoke about it on this show at ONR, but the last time they beat a playoff team was February 25th. And the time before that was like January 26th. So it's not like they're oh, kind of sneaking in big wings very often, but it is kind of lining up that way, I suppose, a little bit with the time. We need to be mindful yeah. of two things. Uh, with this lineup, and that's the Ryan Strom revenge game and the Comtois mm. revenge game. Mm. True, Comtois. but also a... the Devon Shore revenge game is also on the Ooh. table tonight. Okay, mm. so he draws something in. to consider. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he draws in tonight. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, well, interesting to see if the Oilers go uh, 12 and 6 or 11 and 7 tonight. Uh, Ryan Murray was on the ice skating on a pairing <laughs> with Philip Broberg. So maybe that's a sign just because, again, Broberg and Murray are were actually like paired up at practice that Broberg is going to draw out and they'll go 12 and 6. I think I would go 12 and 6 tonight. I mean, Broberg played like four minutes last game. And I do think this is a game where you can probably at some point get to rolling four lines. I know I'm talking like knock on wood, right? You hope this is an easy win, but like, again, Clint Costin played like four minutes last game. It would be nice to get up by a bit today and then just say, Hey, Connor and Leon, you can take it easy in the third and Clint Costin will play seven of the final 20 minutes and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so it would be nice. Where did you just slide off camera a little Jay? Yeah. So you can see Costin. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. Like, I, I think 12 and six is the play tonight for me personally. I don't know. Do you guys care at all? Do you have a preference either way? Just go and win the goddamn game. Who cares? <laughs> Good point. Yeah, I, I'm kind of there too. I mean, I would like to see that Clint Costin play a little bit more. I think he, he he brings a good factor to his team. I'm quite surprised he's only playing about four minutes. And Broberg is an interesting case. I'm actually working on an article right now about like why he hasn't been playing. It's quite a mystery, really, because he's not been like that bad. He's just not, he doesn't provide much. And that's not like a, a harsh critic, but like he doesn't really skate with a park. He doesn't do a lot with offensively. Like he's pretty good defensively, but overall, like he's not having a massive impact. It's like he's not outplaying anybody to get in the lineup, I guess is the best way to put it. So maybe this is a game you can kind of slide him in for, or maybe you just wait till after LA when you're probably clinched and then you can rotate him in a bit more then. Yeah. That's well, fair. that's one of like Broberg's skill set. Like he, he's supposed to be a puck carrier, right? He's a good skating yeah. defenseman. So we're not we're not getting that right now. So yeah, you're right. He's not as much of an impact as 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 what he can be. So that's still mm-hmm. that's a confidence thing. You know, that's just kind of some development still to to see from Bo Broberg. So like, there's no reason to rush him in if he's not there yet. Um, thankfully, you know, we've got other bodies that we can play. Um, funny that Ryan Murray skating again. I'm sure that's just for entertainment value alone it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
<laughs> I, I think it's just one of those things where like, he's probably healthy if we're being honest and oh, been healthy all year. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, we might need him. You never know when you might need him for a playoff series. So let's just start getting him up to speed. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he played in like the last game of the season or the last two games of the season. And they rested some regulars or went with 11 and seven and had Murray in there just to give him some shifts. Cause again, Remember in 2017 when the Oilers had to face the Ducks and everyone was hurt? Mm-hmm. And like Griffin Reinhardt, who was supposed to be like their ninth <laughs> defenseman at that point, was drawing into hockey games and playing like meaningful minutes. So you just probably don't want to be in a scenario where it's like Ryan Murray hasn't played hockey in eight months and we got to put him into the lineup tonight, you know? Can we even what? fit him in? Like like salary cap-wise, do we have room for him? Yeah, you I think would, you could probably angle it. You yeah, send I think the way down. you do it. You can just send Broberg down by not sending him down, just basically say he's on waivers and then put him, put Ryan Murray on. If you really want to play him, that's how they'll probably do it. Uh, Connor, he, him says, be great to roll lines tonight to enable everyone to get some game time in. Um, Lance says, did Ryan Murray just realize he could get a cup ring and thought I better lace the skates up? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. If Ryan second Murray, cup ring. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say back to back. Uh, there was a question in here from Ryan Sharp who says, Tyler, do you think Hyman will get to 82 points on the season? Uh, yeah, he needs four points. They have six games. There should be plenty of opportunity for Zach Hyman to hit that mark. But I do like he's a lock. He's one point away from uh, being guaranteed to finish the season at, at least at a point per game, which would give the Oilers four players at a point per game on the season, which is just awesome as well. Um, there was a point, I think, if he was healthy where I was like, oh, maybe he's going to get to 100 this year as well. But his pace kind of fell off. And I actually have a mm-hmm. piece up at OilersNation.com that you can go check out right now which talks a little bit about the clinching scenarios for the Edmonton Oilers and all of that, but also like Hyman and Nugent Hopkins, both been lights out. But I talked about how Nugent Hopkins really has been Mr. Consistent for this Oilers team. And I broke the season down in 10 game stretches. He has been a point per game or better in all but one 10 game stretch this year. And in that stretch, he had nine points in 10 games. So Nugent Hopkins has just been crazy consistent this season. And it's not like he rode a 20 game heater where he had like 40 points in that span. And like, that's what propelled him to this year. It's been really interesting to see how he's just been able to, again, throughout the year, chip away, chip away, constantly producing for this hockey club. I think it's a storyline that Again, we're talking about it a ton, but around the league, like I still don't think Nuge is getting nearly enough love for how dangerous he's been all year. What What do you think the factor has been in why he's improved so much? It kind of seems like him being on the wing a little bit more. And not, I know he's drove his line a little bit throughout the season, but not having that full 200-foot responsibility as a sentiment seems to have just benefited him so much. Yeah, I kind of said that at the beginning of the season, too. I wanted him to be moved to a full-time left winger because I just think, again, that allows him to do what he does best. He's a, I don't want to call him a perimeter player, but he does his best when he can find those quiet areas on the ice. And when you're a centerman going up and down the middle, there's just not as many chances for him to get the puck and make plays and be in those quieter areas where he can be dangerous. He's, in a way, a silent assassin. So I love him on the wing, Jay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely bang on. And the term silent assassin couldn't be any better for Nuji. Um, it's, it's, yeah, he's now set up for success. Not to say that he wasn't before, but, you know, him in the left wing spot is just, it's, it's dynamite. And also, like, look who, who he gets to play with. Look who gets to be a centerman. Like, he is an effective weapon. Um, and he's also a great playmaker. So, 
yeah, it's it's he's slotted in a great spot, uh, and yeah, he's 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 just he's just so smart um, and sneaky and precise. Um, and now you know he's shooting more and taking uh, more of those chances on his own as opposed to doing distribution, which maybe kind of led to some some missed opportunities. So he's just he's just doing it all right, and he's also you know the news he's he still looks like he's twenty one, like he's a late bloomer as well. So like. Maybe now he's entering into like his kind of peak window for the next, you know, what what is he, 28 or 29 for the next, you know, two, three years where maybe he's not a hundred point season guy. Maybe he is, but maybe now like he's north of 70 consistently for the next few years, which, you know, given who's playing around him is very easy. And if he does gets goes and gets a hundred points again next year, I now having seen how he how he plays in this position now, I would not be surprised. It's not by fluke. Can I give you a career arc comparable that just kind of popped into my brain for Ryan Nugent Hopkins? And the guy I'll name is Joe Pavelski, who debuted in 2006, 2007. Again, they're totally different kind of players, right? Pavelski is almost the opposite where he thrives in like the tight areas where there's a lot going on and he's got a good stick and all that. But he did not have his first point per game season. He debuted in 06, his first season where he even eclipsed 70 points didn't come until he was in the league for eight years already. And from that point on, it was 79, 70, 78. He almost hit it again the next year. He had a point per game season last year, right below it. Like maybe that's the kind of guy Nuge is going to be where, yeah, it took him a while to really figure out his offensive game. Again, Pavelski was a guy who moved to the wing as well. Um, maybe that's just who Nuge is, is he's tapped into this way. He's figured something out and going forward, he can be a point per game or close guy for the Oilers for the next three, four seasons here. It's uncommon, but it's not totally unheard of. And I like the point you brought up as well about, uh, him shooting the puck more, which is a big part of this. Like his shooting percentage has gone through the roof this season. And I don't think he's, you know, getting close to 40 goals next year as well. But again, he could be a 30 goal guy if this newfound love of shooting the puck is uh is gonna stay so um shout out to the nuge always got to give him some love and this actually does tie in nicely to our betting segment today so let's dig into things for our friends at betway oh there it is the oilers are just massive favorites tonight there is like zero value betting them on anything they're minus 450 on the money line they are minus 200 on the puck line if you want to take a minus two and a half minus 112 if you want to take the minus three and a half to win by four goals it's only plus 200 that is insanity (laughs) there should not be a line set this way in an nhl game even if you're thinking hey it's campbell tonight let's hammer the over over six and a half is paying minus 182 over seven and a half is only plus 125 there is nothing of value on this slate there is no edge the books are on to what this matchup should be and it's a high scoring edmonton oilers victory with that being said jay what were you able to dig up what are you going with well it's not necessarily about digging up it's just about manifesting what we want to happen this is for me the the remainder of the season is about nuge it's about obviously trying to get into a good uh position playoff wise but it's about the nuge so um, I was going to go new over uh, two points for Nuge. Didn't like how, how that went. Three points is a lot. but uh, So I kind of just went and uh, went back to just a Nuge goal. So everything for me here on out is Nuge and Nuge only. All right. Liam, what do you like tonight? 
Well, you said there wasn't any juice on the kind of typical line. So I went digging and I found a plus 700 and I decided I want to get back into the race of this lead leaderboard we have going. So I got Oilers money line over seven and a half and two goals from Connor McDavid. Not bad. That's actually really nice value. Like plus 700. I could very easily see that happening. Um, I'm wondering, is there one... If you wanted to check down a little bit, you could get that same parlay with McDavid only to score once at plus 300. I don't think that's insane either. You could get that parlay with Dreisaitl scoring instead at plus 350. I I do think Dreisaitl score. He's a bit of a killer against the Anaheim Ducks. I'm just, I it again, no value, but I think it getting this close to even money, Dreisaitl to score, Oilers to win. Feels like a good spot tonight. He murders the Anaheim Ducks, and I think he could keep that rolling tonight. The Oilers' power play should hum a little bit tonight as well. Uh, Lance says, Liam going a bit spicy, and I do like that, Liam. It's a Saturday mm-hmm. night. You'll be paying for drinks if uh, you'll be paying for drinks if that one hits and the Oilers clinch. I will be coming I'll have a, I'll for have those a lovely drinks, Liam. Evening. Yes, all are welcome. All are welcome. You just have to find me, and then we can go for them. <laughs> Taking a look in the chat. Uh, people talking about if Zegers is playing. Aiken said something yesterday, like he might be a game time decision or something like that. He's with the team. So again, that's why I said there's a chance they get him back. Uh, but still, even if they get just Zegers back, they're still missing a lot of important pieces in their lineup. And that is going to hurt them. No word on the starting goalie for the Anaheim Ducks. No word on what the Oilers are planning to do lineup wise tonight either. Um, at least from what I saw at morning skates. So, um, yeah, sounds like it's a Jack Campbell start for the Oilers and no word if it's 11 and seven or 12 and six. It's also Warren Fogel's birthday today. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe a Warren Fogel birthday goal. Seems like that. The happens. Fogel. You know, goal on his birthday. Why not? Um, giant keys to victory. We crush those out as well. Shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford, the giant as always. Um, you know what? Let's wrap it up. Just a nice, easy score prediction, Jay. Six, two. Liam, what do you like? I'm going to go seven, three. I'm going 7-3 as well. I think the Oilers uh, get the extra point on that touchdown, but I do think the Ducks will score a little bit. And I'll add this. Ducks score first. Oilers still win this game 7-3. There's my Ooh, we should bet on that. I bet bet you Ducks score first is paying dear. Yeah, it actually probably is. Um, I should take a peek at that over at Betway. First shot goal? Uh, Pardon? (laughs) First shot goal? Oh, if you could bet on that, that would be something. Uh, All right. Eight o'clock puck drop. Oilers need one point to clinch a playoff spot tonight. Nashville's up four nothing on St. Louis now. So it's going to be in the Oilers hands in terms of the ability. It's good. It should be rely on everyone else. Like as much as I want us to just clinch and get it over with, it's better for us to do it on our own. So let's go get Mm -hmm. the W and do it the right way. And I also think having that lingering, like, Hey, we can clinch tonight with a Saturday day off coming tomorrow like you know the oilers are going to be fired up to get the job flashing green light tonight boys if you get the w. yeah yeah you you already know uh, all right eight o'clock buck drop oilers and ducks tonight uh it's going to be a good one thanks for tuning in to another short for giant game day edition of the show shout out to our friends at betway ama travel star mechanical 
and of course, Sherwood Ford the Giant. More info on their service department in the description of today's episode. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your Saturday night. We'll be back Monday at noon mountain to break it all down. 